Herspiration Happy Hour. Happy Wednesday and welcome to Herspiration Happy Hour Season 3. Still rolling. It's still Season 3. How are you all doing today? I am good. Doing good. I'm so tired. So so who are you, lady? Say what? Who am I? Yeah. What do you mean, who am I? I mean, who are you? You know, holy shit. See, you know what? This is this is how tired I am. You know what? Your unapologetic diva, Dr. G. <laughs> and I am <laughs> Cortina Peters, aka the girlfriend therapist. And I am Louisa Harrell, the uh Radio Red. And our drink our drink for today is the tequila terror. And so in this terror cup, you're going to have tequila, uh, grenadine, and orange juice. And our mocktail is uh, the Fearless Frenzy. That's a cute little name. Um, And so we'll have, I guess you can do either Sprite or lemon lime soda, um, grenadine, and orange juice. And you can put that over ice. Interesting. Interesting. So we had some interesting topics over the past few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is going to be no different. So what are some of the things that we are working on and some of the ladies that we want to highlight? Okay. So, you know, um, today my WCW for today is Anika Bloodshaw. She is a, she's a registered nurse, but she does hospice. She's a hospice director. Oh. And her out because I think for one, you have to be a special kind of person to, you know, to deal with hospice. And that's what you see day in and day out. And you know that when people come there, you know, normally that's their last stop. So I, I wanted to just one, you know, she's a nurse. And so she's been a nurse for a long time. And so now she's a director and she stays busy. We had a great weekend together uh, at the cabins in Pennsylvania. Even oh. though let's throw something at this snake, but <laughs> <laughs> but she's a great burst of energy. And I, I just wanted to recognize her for some of the things that she's doing for a lot of families. It's my WCW, Anika uh, Bloodshaw. Keep up the good work, girl. Cool, cool. Interesting. What about you? Who are you? (laughs) That was next. You know what? We have really got to get it together. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We do. We do. Well, I'm going going to shout out um, Kimberly Hall. She is actually one of the community workers in my my complex. uh, during the whole quarantine and um, even before, but during the whole quarantine, she really has been looking out for the children because um, she works with the community center. So after school work and everything. So since that everything has been closed, she's really been looking out for the kids, making sure they get snacks just to bring home, uh, making sure if they need anything. She reaches out to different uh, programs for our community. So um, sometimes they come in, they started a, a market here on Tuesday for the families. And she's really just been looking out for all the families. So I just want to uh, shout out Kimberly Hall just for being out there and working in the community to make sure the children have what they need. Awesome. And um, I want to shout out a fellow uh, therapist, um, but she's not just an ordinary therapist. She specializes in prenatal and uh, women's issues when it comes to gynecological reproductive issues. and. 
um, infertility issues. So that's her specialty. So she works with women who have lost children who are unable to conceive, um, people who are looking to adopt, mm -hmm. people who have had abortions, who are dealing with giving their children up. So anything dealing with maternal and fertility, that's what she specializes in. Her name is Carrie Ann Brown, and she is really good. Um, she's very supportive. And every time I see someone who is in that realm, I mm -hmm. always instantly think to send them to her because oh. she's just sweet, warm, and inviting, and she'll really be able to help them um, get past some of the issues that they, they have in regards to not being able to have children, having children needing to give them up or needing to really process through some of the choices that they have in front of them, even if that means in vitro fertilization okay. or having a surrogate. So that's who I want to shout out today. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. Shout out to those women and happy Wednesday. So let, look, so let me rewind it back just a little bit. How has y'all day been? Because <laughs> you can already see how my day has been. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right. Not even <sighs> yet. I'm telling you, the last, um, I submitted my time for the last two weeks and I had already worked like 85 and a half hours. And yeah, Whoa. That's just for my day job. That's not including all of the media and book writing. And I also had 12 blogs that I had to get, you know, to get written. And um, like, oh my gosh, it, it, it's been, it's been trying. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is a lot. Yeah, right. I have no reason to complain. My life is right. great. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I can't say a word right now. Yeah, I know, right? I'm just seeing patients. Okay. Uh, that, that's about it. Schedule is uh, full for this week. So seeing patients. I have a surprise for you guys on Thursday. Okay. Oh. I'm not gonna say it, but okay. it's a surprise. I hate surprises. I'm not pregnant. Really? I don't have a uterus, so <laughs> that can't be it. It's the anticipation. I cannot wait. I am. I. I just. I'm so excited. So right. you guys will know on Thursday. Okay. Look at face. Okay, and I I've just been um, feeding children. It's like I'm cooking all the time and doing research and stuff for other things that I'm doing. So other than that, that's all. Very nice. So what's our topic for today? What's our topic for today? Pushing I, past yeah. fear. Ooh, fear. Like what have been some of the things that you guys have been fearful of or maybe some of the things that have stopped you and paralyzed you because you were fearful to move forward or just some of the things that you're scared of. Mm. Let you, I'm going to let you run with that one first. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, um, when I was younger, one of my biggest fears was not being liked. Okay. That was something that I struggled very hard with because I think some of the tap danced on some of the core issues growing up and some of the messages that I received that I internalized. Yeah. So it made it very difficult for me to be able to separate me being or not being liked from not defining who I was. Oh, I so know. if I wasn't liked, maybe I was a bad person. If I was oh. liked, I was a good person. And as I got older, I was able to separate the two, but I had a huge fear of not being liked because I somehow transposed it in my mind that that defined who I was and how I was as a person. Yeah. Wow. 
then I have that that issue growing up. I never really cared who liked me. And like but that's really cool, though, that, you know, that you were able to not have to worry about that. Oh, and that's, a, yeah, because yeah. some kids, you know, like, a lot of children have that, you know, if people don't like me, you know. I, I talk about being broken. I think I was, I internalized much. So by that point, I think I was people pleasing. And okay. so I was everything to what everybody wanted me to be. So, I mean, I didn't, but I was just the type that I didn't care whether you talked to me or not. I didn't care whether you was my friend. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't care about, my friends just kind of came and went, came and went. And, oh, okay. I, and, I, and I still, I'm really still like that to this day. I have cliques of friends, you know. So you know, and a lot of times they'll say that even if you're a real friend, that you can not speak for a little while. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I've just always been a very active child, so you know. And I didn't spend. That was the other part. I didn't spend summers where I went to school. And okay. I, yeah. So all of my, all of the people that I hung around with that mattered to me was in Washington D.C. But during the school year, I was in Georgia, wherever my dad was stationed. Oh, okay. I didn't. It didn't really resonate with me that someone had to like me uh, okay. for, you know, to feel validated in that sense. But I mean, in some senses, as I got older, I did lose a sense of who I was, but it was because of relationships and what I was yeah. in that relationship. Not so much as, you know, people outside. Not really. Okay. Yeah. What well, I, I found out maybe last year or, or I come to realize that I had a fear of success. Yeah. Um, oh. I, didn't, I didn't know that's what it was though. Like, um, opportunities would come or I would just get really scared because I, I want to be, um, I don't want to be known. I mean, I want to be known for helping or I want to be known for doing things, but I don't want to have the craziness that comes with it. Mm. So I just pulled back. Mm -hmm. And, and one time, and it's like when, like, um, the day we were talking about the show, Pam, when you called me and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But then we got off the phone and I'm talking about it like, wow. And I just started shaking really bad. Yeah. And I started crying. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? And um, that's when I realized what it was. So when I was talking to, of course, I was talking to my king that day, Wakanda. And um, <laughs> and I told him, right. And I told him what was going on. We were talking. And I'm on the phone crying. And he's like, but this is good. I'm like, I know. But, you know, so ever since I got that. From the very beginning, huh? from the very beginning you mean? Yeah, before we even started recording, yeah. Wow. And so, you know, once once I got it out and I started talking about it, I realized that's what it was. I don't know where that came from. Mm. I don't know where it came from. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm always taking care of my family and I didn't want to leave them or make it mm. seem like, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with that. And I didn't want to be looked at or, or people to think that I'm not who I am because people know me, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm over that now. But <laughs> I, I realized that was one of my fears and it took me a long time to understand it. I was self-sabotaging mm -hmm. yes. and, and not mm -hmm. even knowing it. So now if I, if, if it tries to come, I deal with it and I'm good. So. Cortina, what about you? What, what would you say has been your, your biggest obstacle that fear was kind of blocking and you had to overcome right now lately? Um, Maybe the responsibility of moving past my current position. And what I mean by that is I've always been like a performer mm -hmm. or exceptional. But once you people start putting eyes on you and looking at you, it's kind of like, do I really want that responsibility 
to have to always present myself in a certain way. Like for example, with the girlfriend therapist, it's me, but it's a certain thing. So when I'm putting out my videos, one of the things that scared me was like the responsibility of being the girlfriend therapist. You know, mm -hmm. I can't come with cornrows, you know, like hair wrapped up, <laughs> Erica Badu-ism, you know, <laughs> so, like all the time. Right. The girlfriend therapist has to keep up with the branding of what right. the girlfriend therapist represents, because how can I represent something if that's not who I am? I have right. to be her. And so it was just like, oh, my gosh, now I got to put on lashes to do this live <laughs> thing because it's more filming, more taping, yeah. more, you know, Instagram lives. And it's kind of like I can't come half stepping if I want people to believe in what I'm putting out there. Again, it's not about me dressing up or anything like that, but it's about me representing my brand yeah. every day, which is like, oh, goodness gracious. I just don't feel like doing my hair. I don't feel like it. But if you got something booked, you need to make mm -hmm. sure that you, mm -hmm. you know. So, so I guess COVID kind of handicapped me where I didn't have to go to my office right, every day and right, dress up. Right. So it's kind of like, I, I got to put on hair. And I'm gonna put, put on, on hair. That's what I mean. I gotta put on hair for five minutes <laughs> so I can get this video. Um, so that was probably like one of my one of the things that kind of like ugh, the fear of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay. so that was something like very recent, and and being intentional about okay, what would the girlfriend therapist say to the yeah. girlfriend therapist? Right. <laughs> That self-conversation, <laughs> those conversations are needed. Those You really have to talk to yourself. Yeah, so our guest today has really pushed past lots and lots and lots of fear. <laughs> and we all know and love him very much. And so I'm, I'm excited to talk to him because normally, you know, it's always business for the most part. Mm -hmm. Friendship, but to really be able to get to know him on a much deeper level, this is going yeah. to be so our guest today, we're going to bring in now, and his name is Nico Too Good. And I don't see him. Nico, can you hear us or see us? I'm letting him know. No sound or pick. I'm going. Oh. To, I'm going to take him out and see if we can bring him back in. But you know, in the interim, we will have a conversation. I'm just I'm shuffling, shuffling us around. Yeah. Well, while while we're waiting, um. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, the whole, this whole pandemic has really um, gave me the chance to look at me mm -hmm. and to, um, and I've been doing it when I say I've been doing a lot of inner work. I've been doing a lot of crying. I've been doing a lot of like trying to figure things out and a lot of releasing. And one particular part of me was a whole 20 year worth of part of my ex-husband and um, oh, good gracious. <laughs> you want to talk about dealing with something? <laughs> One of my used to be fears was going to jail because I was going to hurt this man. <laughs> oh, that's a real fear. Right. I'm like, wait, what's that? If I have children, who's going to mm -hmm. take care of them if he dead and I'm in jail? <laughs> well, he's that clicked. We're, we're very happy that that clicked in. <laughs> But this is, you know, this is really giving me the chance to um, deal with myself, deal with him, 
it has given me the strength to move on and it's helping me heal from the things that I didn't even know I buried okay. you know, between them. But yeah, yeah. Hey, Nico. Hello. I love you. Hello. How are you? Hello, yellow. Hello, hello. How you guys doing? <laughs> oh, look at the glass. Look at the glass. <laughs> My husband's a happy hour glass. We got the tall glass for you all. Put my glasses. Look, when I said what? My good wine, I was putting my glasses. Two glasses. <laughs> so what's going on, Mr. Two? Well, I came in to be very, very quick. I'm not going to hold you long. But I came in to tell you guys and your followers to push past your fear. Don't let fear enable you, but let it empower you. Understand that fear is a powerful place, a grounding place. It's a place where there's nowhere to go but up. A building is as strong as its foundation. And I just came to share that word. It's like a word at the girlfriend service, but it's big. So it had just touched me. So I thought I'd come and share it. <laughs> if it's in your book, I'm suing you, Cortina Peters. <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, S, G, all the other letters behind your name. <laughs> no, you're going to have to hang out for a little while. So, because we have. I'm going to hang out for a little while. I am, I am, I am. We How are you ladies doing? Play. I haven't seen the conglomerate of you all since Atlanta. I know. And that was such a wonderful time. It was such Thank a wonderful you. time. I'm glad. I miss our stylists, Pam and Cortina. No. Oh. We talked about those salads. The salad. The salad. The salad. I was going to say, I knew I was styling, though, but okay. The salad. Yeah, you were cute. She was cute. She was cute. Uh, okay. So now, like, I'm going to ask you the first question. Mm -hmm. When it comes to pushing past fear, what do you feel like was the biggest fear you had to push, you know, push past? Not doing enough for me. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that I have the capabilities and the tools inside of me, but being afraid to unleash them. Mm. Because of what people would think of me and my greatness. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now, I, still, I still struggle with that. Honestly, I still do. I, I could be so much further and better, but I'm always afraid of what are they going to say if I go. I can't take everybody with me, Cortina. Mm. There's a, something she has taught me. So if I leave and I go, what are they going to say about me? What are they going to write about me? Mm. Yeah. While I am the author of my own destiny, the comments mean something. Yeah. You sound like that's something like I just said, worrying about, you know, not being able to do or not wanting to be famous or not being out there and other people feeling like I left them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I kind of understand that. But you So what do you do during those times when you feel you, that way? You have to reground yourself. And, and again, understand that life is the, the most beautiful white canvas ever. And once you paint it, if you make a wrong stroke, if you brush too hard, throw white paint over and start over. Life is given a, is a blank manuscript that's predestined, but mm. not pre-written. Mm. The outcome is already foreseen. How you get there is by personal choice. It's up to mm. us as a people to create what we want our life to look like. It's your pen. But more importantly, it's also your eraser. Mm. That better not be in your book, Dr. Pamela, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever other letters come behind your name. <laughs> <laughs> We do not plagiarize over here, okay? <laughs> no, we don't. You hey, will I get the credit for waiver, it, okay? So you will definitely no... get the credit. <laughs> I think I found a waiver to be on this show, so I don't think I don't even think the words belong to me no more. Use <laughs> <laughs> we have a right to use it, but we do. We will still give you credit. <laughs> Make sure you get your. But man, it's, it's an everyday process, and 
Me personally, with all that I have going on in my personal life, I have understood how strong I really am. I can endure the world. There's no fire I can't put out. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding what fires you put out and the ones that you tend to. Some fires need to burn a little bit longer than others. Yeah, you got to stay warm. And, and beyond yep. that, out of those ashes, fire. people think that fire equals destruction, but really fire equals life. It is from the ashes that things are born. Mm-hmm. They are That's created. The Amen. Freeze. What fire do I put out? What fire do I tend to? What fire do I naturally allow to burn itself out and watch it come down? Because mm-hmm. some walls are natural and they'll be broken down over time. It's not for you to go with a sledgehammer and try to beat it open. That's not the more of that story. It's for you to learn the brick down the brick by brick, the piece by piece to get to what's behind it. That's the discovery of it. That's the growth through it. Yeah, I just like to burn. Oh, I got my ABCD ESGs today. Look, <laughs> I, I like the the fact that some things just burn out anyway, and sometimes I, and sometimes I ignite those fires so I can leave them behind me and walk away. And that, yep. that I have. Ooh, to them. Yeah, I'm all about burning bridges and making sure that I don't go back on the other side. That some bridges deserve to be burned. Yes, I think we do ourselves a disservice. Don't burn a bridge. Wait a minute. <laughs> what is the quality of the bridge? Because mm-hmm. as connected as I get to them on the other side of that bridge, they're still connected to me. We don't need the connection. Mm. Snip, snip, burn down. <laughs> but there are also sometimes when we talk about pushing past fear, we have to also realize that some walls need to be taken down with the sledgehammer because if we don't, and when we don't, we're operating from a place of fear because we are afraid to let go. We mm-hmm. are afraid of, okay, what's on the other side? I'm so comfortable with this side. Yes. I don't want to see what's on the other side. It might be better than what I currently have, but that fear paralyzes me and prevents me from being able to move forward. And one of the things that you have to ask yourself is, why am I holding on to this job? Why am I holding on to this person? Why am I holding on to this family member, to this situation, to this house, to whatever it is that you are afraid to let go of? And so the power in letting go, however you let it go, that will help you overcome the fear because the only reason why we hold on is because we have a fear of letting go. Mm-hmm. The fear of hurting that other person or... Mm-hmm. You know, Pointing other people, or yeah, been there, done that. But then doing all of that, we're hurting ourselves. Correct. Yeah. Because, like you say, that fear of letting go, people, we're we're not letting ourselves go. We're not freeing ourselves, and we're putting ourselves in bondage for other people and when they some of them wouldn't even do the same for us. Yeah, it's a chain reaction because then you start living in a. I always talk about toxic energy and it's toxic space, and you you are allowing all of this negative energy in because. You you're refusing to walk away. So I do agree that sometimes you gotta push past that, push past that fear, in order to really find and, and live in your happiness and joy. Yep. Who got music? I'm a believer. You got I'm definitely a believer. You got, you got drink- the environment going on over there? No, you know, you know, you drink your red wine, you get in a little mood, you know. I'm a red wine drinker. Yes. So, so let's talk about okay, so let's talk about, about you. Them. You had oh, Black Authors Matter. Black Authors Matter tour. Let's talk about that because you were saying how you had you it manifested with you years ago, but you were mm-hmm. walked into this. 
What changed? Um, so I think what changed, what made me go ahead and go full force with BAM was I had to believe that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really adamant about having a team as Cortina and Pam know oh so well. I am really big about my team. And I try to take my friends and my associates with me and see what tools they have that can help build the team. Well, I had to learn that there's a difference between building and engineering. Mm-hmm. Mm. So building is putting pieces together. Engineering is understanding the concept of how the pieces work, where they go, how they lie, how they intertwine, how they roll, what rotors go with what rotors, mm-hmm. what things need to be apart from one another, what fuses short fuse another fuse, what things make things move and not move. What am I building beyond the build? What am I engineering? What is the chemistry within the science of what I'm mm-hmm. building? And I had to, to remove things that did not lie correctly because they wanted to just lie. Mm. Mm. So you can't dwell in my engineering process because my building's not done. Yeah. So so with, when you brought on BAM, how did COVID affect BAM? Well, one of my aunts ended up getting COVID. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I bet that's unfortunate. Right. Isn't that terrible for that author? Jeez. Um, I know it was in- some cancellations, but... Yeah, you know, but you know, let me tell you, what it did was it empowered me to go ahead and get my my digital my digital shit together in the, in, okay. the, in the words of it. So we have a Roku channel, we have an Apple TV channel being developed. We're going to be on all major streaming platforms. It allowed me to understand that this process does not have to be my new. Mm-hmm. I can make it grow, I can make it big just by implementing one particular thing. So it made me wake up and engineer something different. Expand my robot. Let me mm. add more knowledge to this brain. So no one feels slighted or shorted if we don't do a certain city because we have digital outlets. We have BAM Speaks. We have um, we're Black Men Write. We have all these different things that have come out of this moment. And I, it, I would have never thought that I would be powerful enough to do this. Mm. I have a question. Do you ever sit back sometime and question like, okay, what am I doing in this moment? Or have those anxiety provoking times where you're questioning your ability? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I'm definitely the one that is very hard on himself. Mm. I'm the one that say I'm 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 so hard on myself that I'll make myself feel like zero even when I'm 100 because Mm. I don't feel the progression of it. Sometimes. Okay. So from the outside looking in at the picture is, oh my God, let me go too good. Black Lives Matter, publicist, television, all these things going on. But in me, in my vision point, it's no, I'm not progressing. It's stagnant mm-hmm. because I'm in the engineering process. I'm always tinkering mm-hmm. at and perfecting it. So it's different. Um, so I've had to learn to sit back and say, hey, you're bad. You, you, yeah, you, <laughs> you hear me? Yeah, you did that. And I'm learning that process. So in I, doing I appreciate that, the angels that taught me that. So you're learning more so to be in the moment. In the moment. To accept the moment. And yeah. of the moment. Yeah. How do you balance that? How do you balance the negative thoughts that come with you being able to appreciate the growth and where you are and appreciating the process. I balance it by being unbalanced. I make sure I put me in the forefront of me. I look at me introspectively, but I step out of myself and I look at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I look at things in, in the process of duality. 
where do I lie? Where don't I lie? What can I do better? What can I just not do at all? I need to hand off to the next person and not look at it at all. Do, when it comes to those people that tried to do everything yourself to where you felt like the only way that it can get done right is if, if I do it. And, and that's, a, that's something for anyone out there that is like that. You're going to always deal. Because the moment they don't do it to standard or in time, it's never going to be right. So that has a lot to do with trust then. you have to- It does. And mm-hmm. understanding that because someone can't do that, does that mean they're totally obsolete? That's okay. just not their gift. That's just not their ministry. Yeah. Cortina, you had a question? Yeah, I did. I was going to say, hi. so what's something that you could share with us that's one of your fear-provoking thoughts about where you see BAM and all of your other ventures headed? So you're saying like what thought like kind of puts me in that fear moment? What yeah, or or what's a perceived fear that you may be dealing with currently? Success is a perceived fear for me. Mm. When I look at my bank account, not to sound braggadocious, and I see numbers do things that they've never done before, it scares me. Why am I so blessed? Why have I seen this growth? Why are these things happening to me? Why am I the steward of this time? why me and when is the other shoe going to fall and realizing that there is no other shoe to fall you're walking in both shoes when you are purpose-minded and purpose-filled things come into fruition for you because you're walking where you're supposed to be you are walking in what is called for you what is destined for you what is designed for you and so things become a little bit easier on certain ends Mm. the worry that people have you don't have i don't necessarily wake up worried about how i'm going to pay my rent I just wake up and pay the rent. And that comes from knowing I know that every day I put forth my best effort, my best Louboutin, my best Versace shoe to the the pavement, to the ground. I look good doing what I'm doing and I feel good through what I'm going through. So your feet start hurting. Until my pinky toe start hurting that Louboutin or that Giuseppe. That's okay. Right. Take them off like Fantasia. It's just that thing of knowing that when I'm walking in purpose, I'm okay. And, and, and you know, I'm a, y'all know I'm a Bible baby. And I, it's like jo- it's like Jonah. You're trying to diverse, he's going to pull you back. It's, it's like Paul trying to walk on water. Keep your eyes fixated on what's in front of you, you will get there. Mm-hmm. Divert left or right, you will sink and you will fall. But sinking is not an instantaneous process. It happens slowly. Learn also when you're sinking how to stage yourself and get back mm-hmm. on track. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the fear of asking for help is what keeps us from being mm-hmm. able to be saved because oftentimes we can feel that we are doing something, but either ego or pride mm-hmm. prevents us from being able to ask for the help that we need. And we know that's real huge in the black community because it it's almost like I can't let you see my weakness. Because right. if I ask for help, that means I need you. And oftentimes we walk around with this idea like I don't need anybody but myself when we're lying to ourselves. But the origin of that is based in fear because I have a fear of being perceived as weak. Weak. Or well, rejection a- of my help. I actually mm-hmm. don't believe you reject it. So I mm-hmm. shouldn't act in the first place. But pride goes so. go before a steep fall. Any prideful man, the fall will be steep and it will hurt. Pride will take you out faster than anything else. I have learned to set my pride aside. But that's a growth process personally. Unfortunately, you got to put yourself to the side. Being number one does not always mean that you're in front of yourself. Sometimes you're your right and sometimes you're your left. But understanding that the people that are 
involved in you or that are, are around you, you have to trust in yourself enough to trust in them. And understand and understanding, really examining your friends and how you have placed them. Because every friend does not go in every line. Every mm-hmm. every every employee has a hey job description. Every friend has a friend description in their friend contract. This is what you do for me. This is what I do for you. This is our mutual understanding. You are not the financial friend. I can't trust you with my money. But when it comes to anything else, I know I can call you. You are my financial friend. We can do things financially. We can give. We can take. We can invest in one another. And there's a level of trust that we know there's a return on my investment. Moreover, what is my return on my relationship with any of you all? What are we pouring into each other? And if we're not pouring in growth and advancement and progression and, and, and honesty, then we don't need to pour into each other at all. I can't ask you for help because I picked you wrong. Well, take a, take a hold, catch, catch your breath for a minute and let me just say <laughs> So there, there's a couple of things that I heard you say that I cannot, I don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't care. Of course you don't, Pam. I know, but you know, I'm always <laughs> you know, because I've, I've, I've lived and I've learned and I always, I always feel like the one thing if I ask, there's gonna, there's one, it's always gonna be, it's gonna go one or two ways, yes or no. Oh, no. But the fact that I ask is is a success to me. Mm-hmm. True, I believe that hundred percent. And so to me, no matter what the outcome is, the fact that I overcame that level of fear to say that, well, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Hell, I'm already doing it by myself. If they say no. But if they say yes, and I have an ally, I have a mentor, I have a sponsor, I have, I've opened myself up to receiving exactly what I'm asking for. But then I, it's also important that if you're going to ask for help, be sure about what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. To you. So otherwise you won't be disappointed thinking that, oh, well, they didn't help me the way I wanted to help. Well, maybe your instructions weren't, weren't clear. Right. But so I'm just saying, I, I do think it's important to ask. And, and I do think it's also like, I do agree with you. You have to be sure to ask the right person. You're not going to go and ask somebody mm-hmm. for sponsorship who can barely, who are struggling themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, or, or it's just like somebody coming to are you, you for and that, hey, I need a loan. And you know that they're, they have no way of paying you back. So you either give them the money with knowing and understanding that you might not get this, get this money back. But if you do, it's nice. It's mm-hmm. like, like, okay. But those are chances you take. It's always that it's always going to be a chance. There's either going to be a, a failure with a, le- a lesson learned or a win. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two options. And to me, I'm not scared of either. I'd rather lay my cards out on the table so people know exactly what the hell they're dealing with. And they deal with me. And worst case, I, I'm going to weed them out because my, I'm transparent. And what I have going on is out well, one of the things that I think that prevents people from being able to be transparent is because maybe before, maybe they tried to and they were shut down. It's almost like sometimes what when I talk to my patients, when they lose their voice or their ability mm-hmm. to speak their truth, it's because every time they prepared themselves to or when they were about to, they were shut down. They had mm-hmm. their voice taken from them. And so it's kind of like now it's defective because mm-hmm. when you need to speak up, when you need to be transparent, you don't have the capacity to be. And that's because, again, coming from a place of fear, I'm afraid of what the response might be if I'm transparent and the fear of all those core issues. Maybe it may be highlighted to me that I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. I have 
my insecurities may begin to show. Maybe whatever else core, whatever other core issues that individuals have that they don't necessarily deal with, those begin to creep up as a result of fear. When we see people who get angry all the time, I do this exercise known as the anger tree. So anger is the bushes and the branches that we see, mm -hmm. but the root of the tree is rooted in fear and pain. When you get down to the bottom of where the anger is coming from, yeah. more often times than not, the origin will be from fear or pain. That's where the anger originates from. Oh, nice. So, you know, one thing I did forget <laughs> was to, when as a part of your introduction, is that you are a publicist also, and, you know, not, not only just the BAM curator, but because you're a publicist and a very busy one, um, so hopefully I get my updated schedule at some point. <laughs> I've been saying that for days, but it's okay. Um, it's over. He has my to depart. You know, he has to depart. But you know, let everybody know where they can find you and follow you and connect with Bam. And if they wish. on uh, on all um, social media platforms, Nico Too Good and at the Bam Tour, um, D A. B-A-M-T-O-U-R and N-I-K-K-O-T-O-O-G-O-O-D. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you all. You guys are beautiful. I love you all. I'm excited for your progression of things that are happening in you guys' individual businesses as well. And thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for thank coming. You for coming. And thank you so much wisdom with us. No problem. Yeah. I'll be right We'll soon. be talking to you soon. Yes. <laughs> thank you for coming by. No problem. All right. All right, ladies, so we can continue our conversation about the, you know, just living in fear. And I mean, there was lots of good, valid points there, especially. Yeah, he, he did. You no, know I'm saying Cortina, you towards, you know, at the end of his, um, his speaking, when you was talking mm -hmm. about the pain and why some, why some people inhibit or, you know, just have that fear. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it is pain. And that's why you, it's important that you dig into your past to understand why you think the way you do, you act the way you do, you know, that your behaviors are defined by your past. And that's and it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. And a lot of people are afraid to deal with their past. A lot of people are afraid to go back. And instead of them going back, they just move forward. Um, someone told me, uh, I can't deal with that right now. I, I'll, I'll deal with it later. I, I can't look to the past because if I'm trying to move forward, I can't look at the past. And I said, well, um, if you don't look to the past, it's just going to come back in front of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just going to come back in front of you and you, it's going to be a little okay. bit different, but it's going to be representative of what you didn't deal with before. Yeah. And, and it sometimes it's worse. History repeats itself when it's mm -hmm. Well, that's why I think it's also important to, when you have friends, to be able to correct them because if you always have yes men around you, yeah. you're not able, you're not going to be able to see your error or maybe some ways where you can improve. Mm -hmm. But when you have people that are around you that are unafraid to give you the unfiltered truth about you, you have to appreciate those people. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing it to tear you down. They're doing it so that they can hold the mirror up in front of you and say, hey, look, 
Yeah. This is not cool. You're not going the right way. Like you might yeah. want to make some adjustments here. But a lot of times when people are in friendships, because the friendships are so shallow, they mm -hmm. are afraid to say that because they're codependent on that person being in their life. And they fear mm -hmm. that person leaving them alone by themselves. That's why they pacify. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like being a fake friend. If you see yeah. something wrong, you're just not going to say anything. You're right, just going to let right. me sink in this water by myself, even right. if I don't want to hear it. Because oftentimes we say, well, they're not going to listen anyway. It doesn't matter if they listen. You are responsible if that is your friend and you say that is your friend and they are walking down the, the railroad track and the train is coming. You might want to give them a haul and say, hey, the train coming. <laughs> train, you might want to get off the track. They may not hear you, but it's in there. They, they'll they hear it soon. You know, it's there. You planted that seed. And that's important. That's important. Yeah, as long as your heart is pure and in the right place and you're coming from a place of love and not from a place of hatred. Or jealousy. I think that's, that's jealousy, mm -hmm. yes. Jealousy and envy, you know. <laughs> wanting what somebody else have is jealousy, but wanting what someone else has and hating them because they have mm -hmm. it, that's envy. Yeah. You know, really checking yourself. What's mm -hmm. my motive behind me sharing this information or the fear behind me not sharing this information? Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things that we have to look at. Go ahead and, and call them out on it. Go ahead. Man, <laughs> <laughs> well, what you call me out on? Like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, but you know, a lot of us don't um, look at ourselves that way. It's mm -hmm. a lot, you know. I'm sure we do, but you know, it's a lot of people that don't realize that's what they're doing. They're just operating um, on survival mode. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you don't want to lose your friends, but are they really your friends if you can't come to talk to them? If you can't yeah. get the same thing from them or family, you know, um, sometimes you have to tiptoe and walk on eggshells around family, you know, and it's not supposed to be like that. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed mm -hmm. to be that. Yeah. And it's unfair, you know, and, and I'm like this. I'd rather you tell me the truth. I don't care if it hurts my feelings. You don't have to come all crazy with it. But as long as you're telling me the truth, and like you say, you're coming from a place of love and you want to make sure I do better, then I have no choice but to accept it. Or I don't have to accept it, but you told me. Right, you know? right. So I'd rather it be like that. Those are some of the things that we have to keep in mind specifically I, now when we talk when we talk privately i won't i won't put it on on here <laughs> but i'm very transparent and honest when it comes to you if me and you are talking and having a conversation we, i'm just like hey i'm very open just like you are yeah yeah and i think that that's really good though yeah it is especially in business oh Lord. if you can't yeah. trust the person <laughs> who you're in business with. We might need to renegotiate and rethink about this partnership and also not being afraid to say what your ideas are because you're afraid of what your partner is going to say. If if we depended on one, one another and we're working with one another, we can't yes each other to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to Definitely. have the ability to say, well, I don't know about that. Well, let's relook at this. Let's revisit this. Well, this and, a little and, questionable. You know, 
I think that's how additional trust is built. I think that's how loyalty is cultivated. I think that's where real connection and bonding. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I don't have to second guess this person if I'm not there because I know they're going to make the best decision for the brand or for the business because I'm able to trust you because I'm not afraid of you doing something backhanded Mm -hmm. when I'm not looking. Mm -hmm. Correct. Integrity. That that's yes. it. That's the yes. word. Integrity. That's it right yes. there. Integrity. That's it. That is it. That is it. A lot of people don't have that. And that's unfortunate. It's kind of like, yes. who can I hustle? How I, can I get over? I know. I that's what I'm saying. In survival mode. I did. Mm-hmm. I had posted something a long time ago on my Instagram and I said, you know, to something to the effect of it's not who you are in front of my face, it's who you are behind my back. That's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. That's you, mm-hmm. and I, because anybody can important. be anything they say. I could say I'm Queen Elizabeth. Does that make it so? No. People <laughs> have to be able to see by your action. Yeah. And once mm-hmm. your words don't align with your actions, now your like you said, Pam, your integrity comes into question because you said mm-hmm. this, but you did this. Mm-hmm. Where is fear in all of that? Because now my fear is I can't trust you. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once the trust is gone, what are you going to do? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I got to cut ties. If I can't trust you, I'm, I'm going to start working it out into where it's like, you know what? You got to go. Mm-hmm. Gotta, and, and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt to come clean because I think people should have a conscious yeah. about what it is that they do. And after so long passes by and your conscience has not affected you. That says a lot about your character. And that's not the kind of person that I want in my space. Yeah. Point blank period. My gift of goodbye is strong. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of those, (laughs) you know, and then sometimes again, like we talked about earlier, some people are afraid of that goodbye because they're codependent on that relationship that was there because they're afraid of, oh, well, who's going to take the spot? Nobody needs to take the spot. You have to be able to learn. Well, some people are very close too. They're like, well, this is my only friend and I don't want no more friends in my circle. Well, the one that you got, my friend, it's not good. (laughs) So you might need You got to be, you have to be your own friend. You have to know yourself. Did I, am I missing something? What the heck is on your hand? Oh. I thought it was a henna. It is. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, Hannah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I saw the women on there, but I didn't notice the. Uh-huh. I got bunches of surprises coming for y'all, Chuck. <laughs> the first one, like I said, the first one going to be Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> I can't tell you. Well, then I got some modus. I got some, some modus coming. Okay. <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know what? Before we wrap this episode up, I would love to hear you all each individually share something that right here and now that you are breaking that fear barrier down, especially after hearing this episode to do differently. What would, what does that look like for you now? What are you going to, are going to break past? Oh, put us on the spot. I, yeah. Well, this is, you know, it's so funny. It's not the spot for me because I've been dealing with this for the past few days. So one of the things, one of the big things for me is I have to just let go of the fact that I cannot heal and help everybody. Mm. 
Uh And um, I have to accept that no matter who I am or how much love I give or, you know, how much encouragement or whatever, until they're ready, they're going to still be in that place. So what do you plan on doing? Um, I'm just going to let it be and just focus, you know, well, give more into that into myself and into my children, which I do anyway, but just remove myself from being there because then I realized that I'm just there for their convenience. Okay. I'm just there for their, um, like their pillow or their, their, um, what's it, their, their hammock. I'm, I'm just their comfort. Somebody they can vent to or somebody they can have to listen, but they don't want to change. They just want to, you know, so I'm just their pin cushion basically. And so I'm just going to remove myself mm-hmm. and let them deal with themselves. Yeah. All right. What about you, Cortina? Um, yeah, I am uh, working actively on the fear of not having to be in control. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's a um, good one. Because I like to know how the wheels spinning and how they going and what's the next move. Like, I'm, I check myself because I'm a therapist often, but I want to get to a point where I'm so on automatic where I don't have to check myself because that's just how I think. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you have like three different phases. You have the total unknown where you just got shit. I mean, stuff happening. <laughs> and then you got the other part where you're you're consciously aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. but you're actively working to challenge the thoughts that are coming to your mind. Then you get to a place where there's no more challenging because it's like automatically your mind auto corrects what it oh. has going on. Okay. So I'm in that place where I use a lot of grounding techniques because I, I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to different things. So learning how to get past the fear of not being able to control situations is something I am actively working on currently now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you, you miss Pam. <laughs> I asked the question and I don't even have an answer. <laughs> You know, I I know for me, it's when it comes to not necessarily media stuff, I, mm-hmm. I it comes to recording, like video mm-hmm. recording, I hate it. Like, okay. I, I literally hate it. And I don't know if it's a fear. I just really dislike it. Like, I, okay. I really dislike it. And I said, I'm going to have to change the way that I think. Mm-hmm. Because that's when I get the most engagement. People do like hearing from me and seeing me and not just in photos. Mm-hmm. Photos, I just really, it just takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I can't make time because you prioritize what you choose to, especially in business. So I said, you know what? Like my YouTube channel, I've not really posted a whole lot on there. And I said, I think I'm going to be more intentional and get okay. that fear of just being in front of the camera because that's a really, really big fear of mine. People don't people don't realize that. Like I'm usually terrified. I remember when I when, before I was going on Fox Soul, I wanted to throw up. It was so oh, I remember you was like, I'm oh, nervous. I'm like, not you. You can't. Yeah, but but you know. Um, but you know, but I'm I'm I wanna overcome that that I know nervousness is good, but fear is not. If I'm yeah. doing something, then I, I don't need to be doing it. But and I had to learn to recognize the difference between fear and nervousness and what I am nervous about is being on the camera. It's not okay. fear. So I'm I'm getting out of that mindset of using the term fear for mm-hmm. okay. Okay. So That's good. 
ask and I wrote those things down because we're going to revisit this in like three months and, okay. and we're going to see our progress. If, if, oh. if Cortina's let go of some control, <laughs> if mm. it's made more time for her, herself, and if you see a lot more video content, right, right, right. you know that I have actually done yeah. exactly what I said I was going to do. So, Louisa, where can everyone find you? Um, everyone can find me on Facebook at the Blue Phoenix and on Instagram at the Blue Phoenix Hills. I can be found at the Girlfriend Therapist everywhere on YouTube, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on TikTok at TikTok's Emotional Expert. All right. And, you know, this is your girl, the Unapologetic Diva, and you can catch me on every platform. Form, literally Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube at I am Dr. P. Gurley. Very simple. Yay! Yeah. So, ladies, this is it's always so nice. And I'm Hello. recording again. And it's been a great summer. And here's one thing I did learn about this is that I I wasn't necessarily fearful about having the three of us on. I just was fearful just to make sure that all, you know, that we would be able to meet every milestone that we had. And we've had a very successful summer. Yeah. And looking forward to the fall and the next episode, we're going to have Angie Stone on. So mm -hmm. that's going to be wonderful. And we're going to be doing a lot more visuals. And I'm looking at ways to make us more present digitally. Mm. And, you know, I, I know each of us want this podcast to be successful, which is why I chose. Absolutely. And it's a part of who we are now. Right, right. All of us, not just me, but it's all it's about all of us. And we all want to make sure that we look good. So there's a lot more to come. So you all have to stay tuned in and you never know where the heck you're going to find us besides the band. Yeah. And, you know, each, each of us doing things individually and got a shout out. For the most part, girlfriend heal the mm -hmm. apologetic transformation proclamation to wow conference that's coming up. Oh, in yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Woo and you know, there'll be it's it's gonna be a lot of healing, it's gonna be mm -hmm. a lot of introspection going on, and it's just all about, you know, just becoming centered and having fun with it. That's the, that's the, yeah, yeah. You know, not only do you get to wow <laughs> from the wow effect, but you're, <laughs> just, you're, you're going to be wild. And so we're yeah. together and stay tuned. All the cities are being determined right now. And if you're interested in wanting, wanting the conference to come to you, reach out. The other thing is if you are tuning in, drop comments, you know, either in a DM on photos or, you know, on the photos on Instagram or on our Twitter channel, because you can contact us on Twitter at Herspiration Happy Hour, well, Herspiration HH, and then on Facebook and Instagram at Herspiration Happy Hour. Connect with us, you know, you know, drop comments. If you are tuning in on any of the app platforms, leave, uh, what is it? Um, what is it? Girl? What is the, uh, um, the, um, the, oh, shoot. Uh, um, that kind of a Wednesday back. already, hump day. <laughs> I was going to say something different, but you know. <laughs> only because it's hump day. What kind of hump day? You said what kind of hump day? What kind? The kind that you do in the bed or the kind that's on the calendar? 
Um, take your pick. Right. <laughs> take your pick, Miss Mark. What is it? I'm trying to be a little closer to the, the, the yeah. <laughs> the first one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you all stay tuned for the next episode that you're because you're not gonna want to miss it. Angie Stone is absolutely amazing 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 woman and we cannot wait to share that episode with you all have a great rest of your week and you know until the next time cheers, cheers. cheers.